Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good Wednesday afternoon, and welcome into Grant and Danny on the 22nd of February, 2023. We are live at the St. James in Springfield, one of the really neat venues and awesome gyms and so much more in this DMV area. I told you, the wife comes over here a bunch. We belong to the St. James. This is a regular stop for us on the weekends. The kids love it here. We're here, actually, because they've got a pretty neat event going on, Danny. This place is going to be packed today for the Premier Lacrosse League's championship series. Their fifth season gets started in June, but in the meantime, they're going city to city and barnstorming with the sixes that they're going to be playing on the field, a little bit of a faster tournament with fewer bodies on the grass. So really, really neat to uh, see what happens here today at the St. James. That is neat, man. And uh, immediately behind us, there's hockey for, uh, I think there's a high school championship going on I saw the soon. kids yeah. from DeMatha High School. I've seen some Gonzaga young men as well. Gonzaga Sounds will be playing DeMatha today go. right behind us. Makes sense that they would uh, both attend. I have two questions, though. Go on, please. Number one, when did high school kids get so young? Yeah. Because the kids, as they were walking in with their bags, like in movies, all the high school kids look 30. These kids because well, they're played by 30-year-olds. They look very, very young. This is what happens is you age, you're like, I don't know how old anyone is. I'm not saying you. This happened to me, I too. keep getting older. They stay the same age. All right. Now, but I start to flail around. I'm like, how old is this person? He's 15. He looks like 24 to me, or he looks like he's 9. Yeah, they all look like little tiny children, but in, like, big kid bodies. But here's the other part. Uh-huh. Ryan and I were noticing. So they started rolling in here at, like, 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. They got a game. I think they told us at 2.20 or something like that. So they're probably going to get out on the ice and start skating around in a minute. They're just casually not in class today. Yeah. Like, it's a Wednesday. It's a little afternoon, and they're on the bus on their way over here. Is this a normal thing? Is this a special day? Are yeah. they just traveling the area playing hockey? Did I not so, do something I was supposed to well, do? So when I was in high, when I was in high school, uh, it's not as if there were a ton of ice rinks. There was no Ovechkin. There was no Rock the Red. The Caps were in Landover, Maryland, and it was, you know, 14,000 diehards every night, uh, you know, to go, to go check out – the, those old Islanders teams or, or, or somebody else. You know, there's like the Hartford Whalers are in town. The only ice rink was Fort DuPont. So if your high school team played ice hockey, 
you got your butt net in those vans with all the smelly, gross equipment. You hauled down, in, you know, early rush hour to go down to Fort Dupont to, to, to play ice hockey. Now, for, for us in, in, at St. Almonds in D.C., it wasn't that far, but, like, schools in Bethesda, school like Georgetown Prep in the middle of nowhere in Rockville with their golf course and stuff, they're chugging on down there. It was ridiculous. Just this barnstorming thing. It's like, so some kid, like, has a game at 4 and at 11, he's like, oh, I have to go. I have hockey. It was it was BS. It was BS as far as I'm concerned. I just don't remember ever getting out of class in the middle of the week mm-hmm. to go play a sport. Sports were after school. After school. And if you had, to your point, if you had a tournament or like a playoff game or you had to travel on a bus three or four hours for that rare game, maybe you'd leave you know, an hour or two early from school or something once or twice a season. But just on a Wednesday, you're just going over to the St. James to play a game at noon, man. Maybe I should have done some things differently. Maybe I should have added uh, some activities to my uh, my school time. Oh, I was going to say, maybe you could have played hockey, but then you, you forget it's so hard to play hockey. Well, not only that. They're it's, so – it's like the most – they skate backwards. Yeah. You ever tried to skate forwards? Super hard. They skate backwards, man. If you think there weren't a lot of sheets of ice in the Washington, D.C. area, yeah. come on down to King George County, my friend. You know, you drive to Fredericksburg. Central Park got a – Ice Palace when I was in probably middle school or so, and it was the first time I even I even knew that ice existed you that you could skate ice, on. Yeah. Other than on TV when the Caps were playing, I thought that was only in the NHL. Uh, so yeah, that wasn't really. An I don't know why Central Park pops me, but it does. Either. It's like the Central Park, right? No, you, Central Park. Everyone listening's familiar. It's right off 95, yeah. exit 130. It's just a massive amount of uh, restaurants and. All kinds of things. It's it's not really that funny. It's just a, well, but here's the, the thing, name when, of it. Well, I, I'm not saying that that specifically is funny, but like for people to go, oh my god, yeah. Have you ever been to Central Park? I bet you they think of something else, like the the dozens and dozens of miles of scape in the center of New York City, one of the most famous parks in the world. Possible, but especially like, if they live there and they like to over talk about it. But no, I'll bet you most of the people in this though. area. I, I I disagree. I mean, yes, that's world famous. That yeah. that part's true. But if you are from Virginia. And you traverse 95, and you're in the Fredericksburg area, like thousands of people listening right now. You don't think of New York Central Park when you hear Central Park. But you, do you think though. of the place where you go to movies or you go to, you know, eat at uh, a restaurant. Equal, maybe equally famous. Maybe equally as impactful. Okay. Maybe they're the same. Nope, not in this area. Not okay. One of them's just, just where there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, Logan Paulson at three o'clock today. We'll talk to him about Eric Bieniemy who is now the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, and he's assembling his coaching staff. And Tarek El-Bashir joins the show at 5 o'clock. Tarek covers the caps for the Athletic. I was at Capital One Arena last night. They lost again. Five straight L's for the Capitals. We got Nick Dowd on the show at 4 o'clock. We'll have to ask him about what is going wrong because that is a lengthy list for the Capitals right now. They don't score goals. Like We could dress a lot of things up. And, and call them different names, they, I think it's like two-thirds of their games over their last 20, they've scored two goals or less. Kind of nothing else really matters at, at this stage, right? And they've got to find a way to put the puck in the net. They've lost five straight games. They've been outscored in those five games 20-8. to eight. Uh, It's been ugly. Yeah. And they just don't have offense. To your point, goal scoring is an issue, but it's not just goals. Like You could have games where you get 40 shots off and you get stonewalled. They had two shots 15 minutes into the game basically last night. It's just... It's not good enough when they've got the puck setting up in the offensive end and actually you know, getting anything going and sustaining any uh, time on ice in the other team's area. They're, they're not tilting the ice towards their opponents, and they've got to find a way to do that. I do think getting Ovi back is going to help. 
I heard Earl in the update saying that Ovechkin was back on the ice this morning. So that's very, very good. I, I don't know that that means he's going to play tomorrow. I, I keep seeing everyone assuming he's going to play. I would Look, I don't know anything about anything. But you've been in Russia with your family, not in any way training or practicing or trying to get into game shape, probably eating and, and, and drinking and doing whatever you do while you celebrate the life of a loved one. I think he's probably got to skate around a few times before he plays in a game, right? I also know who we're talking about. I think a regular mortal might need to do that, but he's just different than, than everybody else. Like, I feel like he's that dude that could be on the couch for, for two weeks just, just because and then, you know, go out and skate and eat you know, 5,000 carbs and, you know, score three goals that night. Who knows? I mean, I'm hoping that he comes back uh, ASAP. Even if it's just kind of a run-through skate, you can use tomorrow night as the skate and let someone else get, a, you know, a, a suit and tie up in the dressing room, the, uh, in, in the press level. But I guess it yeah. depends on if you are planning on using him like he's Ovi. Because normally that means 20 minutes on ice right. and the entire power play, e- evening's worth of shifts. And, you know, other than the penalty kill, like, you're the guy. He's the guy. And I, I don't know if he has that in the bag coming back right away. But maybe you could ease him back into it. Would he be willing to do that? Is that even an option? I guess we'll find out. But the other part of this is, and we'll talk to Tarek about this at 5. We'll talk to Nick Dowd about this at 4 o'clock. But they don't have any luxury or wiggle room now to like take any more time than the, the, the minimum amount to yep. get him ready to go. Because if you look at the standings, they're not only not in the playoffs right now, but they're multiple teams out of the playoffs. Just like this. Overnight, you know, it's happened where two, three, four teams are catching them, and they're in real trouble. 23 games left. If they don't win their next couple of games, there's a chance Brian McClellan might sell off some of their players that have expiring contracts and try to reload for next year. So it's desperation time after last night. A team that's been on a long road trip with a lot of time zone changes, and they still struggle to move the puck and, and get offensive opportunities until the third period against the Red Wings. Uh, which was no fun. News for the commanders today is that Eric Bieniemy is making moves trying to put this coaching staff together. So a couple of names have come out today. I'm sure you've been seeing these as well. Tavita Pritchard, who is the quarterback's coach currently at Stanford, where he played quarterback. He became a grad assistant, started out in 2011 as a defensive assistant, and over the last bunch of years has worked his way up as an offensive coach. Uh, running backs room, quarterbacks room, wide receivers. He was an OC and a quarterbacks coach from 18 to 22, and then he's specifically been responsible for grooming their quarterbacks over the last few years, including Davis Mills, who got drafted out of Stanford. Tavita Pritchard is expected to be on this staff. Will he be the quarterbacks coach? And Ken Zampezi is no longer here. Maybe he's the QB's coach, and they just move Zampezi to some role because Rivera wants to keep him around where he's a, a passing game coordinator or something. And they got a lot of options. The other name to look out for is Greg Lewis, who you may remember as a wide receiver for the Eagles. Seems like just a year ago. It does. He was running routes for them. I looked it up, so I was shocked to see it's been a lot of years. But you're right. It, it feels like he caught a pass at FedEx Field two seasons ago. Uh, but he is coached for the Chiefs for several years, running backs, wide receivers. He would make sense to me to replace Drew Terrell as the wide receivers coach. Who's now departed from, he, uh, from the commanders. He's on his way to go to Arizona to be involved in their passing game coordination. So this seems, and this, this is one of our questions pre enemy right? When it looked like the flirting was getting more serious and, you know, Rivera and he were, were talking and, and, you know, we're starting to finalize the deal. How much autonomy would enemy have? A guy with some cachet who could, you know, basically write his own ticket to some of the available 
positions, you'd figure, right? Whether it's go back to Kansas City, re-up with them, or you know, come here, get that elevated role, which he has now as assistant head coach. But how much of his imprint, how much of his staff? Is it, you're going to have to work with all my guys if you want this gig, hard line from Rivera, or... No, no, man, bring in your faces. We want to make this over in your image, this offense, that frankly has been inadequate for a long, long time. It seems like it's the latter. Some, there's going to be natural attrition. NFL staffs you know, come and go and they change an awful lot. A guy that's a, you know, a, a, a quality control assistant gets elevated to a, a running backs coach or you know, something like that happens routinely in this league, just as player movement does. But it seems like the enemy being able to snatch a couple of guys, grab a few of these dudes uh, that he's familiar with, comfortable with, to be able to kind of implement – uh, his line of thinking, I think, is encouraging. Yeah, I think it's a good sign. I, I'm also of the belief, though, that you weren't getting the enemy unless you were able to give him the things he wanted. So my concerns are whether or not you kind of follow through with the plan. In other words, I think to get him, he says, I need to be able to bring over coaches for these three or four roles. There was going to be a meeting in the middle where the – the Rivera and Bienemy interview became almost like a draft. Okay, you get your guy at this position, I'll get my guy at this position, and we'll together put together an offensive staff that we can both be okay with. I'm guessing that happened, but I think you have to give in to some of Bienemy's demands in terms of picking his own guys. You can't expect him to come here and not be comfortable with his lieutenants totally. and the people that, that he is having carry out his – vision because for the enemy this is as much his shot as it is hey let's make the football team good right like to me this if, if i'm eric Bieniemy, the same way ron rivera is probably you know his thought process when he he gets the commander's job or at the time washington football team job or whatever the hell they were when he got hired if i'm going to run everything i'm not depending on anybody that i can't depend on I'm not, I'm not trying out someone new here. I need familiarity. I need to make sure that I know every single person's tendency and they've got some kind of loyalty to me. Enter everyone from Carolina, right? That made sense, even though I didn't like it. I, I just want the best. I don't care if, if they're in Carolina, if they're in Portland, if they're in Canada or, you know, uh, melting steel in Germany right now. They're the best. You bring them in. For the enemy's sake, it's kind of the similar process, right? Like, he should be a head coach already. We all kind of are aware of that, right? But... We're in these circumstances, so if I'm the enemy, I want to maximize this opportunity, and if I want to really implement my stuff, I don't have time to teach, I don't know, uh, pick your you know, mid-level assistant a brand-new system. I'm going to be able to implement stuff with my guys to hit the ground running. Yeah, and it's also not a secret, and this is not in any way a shot at the enemy. It shouldn't be viewed negatively, but I think he is here to become a head coach. Like, right, to, rightfully to, so. To what yeah. you kind of alluded to, said differently – he is not here to be the coordinator of the commanders for the next three or four seasons and to run a great offense. Right. He is here to have a lot of success in the short term. That doesn't mean you don't have personal relationships. You don't end up having great rapports and love the players that you're working with. Obviously, you do. And if he gets what he wants, which is the head coaching job because the offense thrives, then those players benefiting from his tutelage, then Ron Rivera, who hired him, who's – Number one and only mission really is the well-being of the commanders. They also get what they want. You know, this is kind of an opportunity where everyone can be selfish, get theirs, and everybody benefits. But where I still worry a little bit, and we could talk about this today, is, again, to get him, I got to give him his coaches. So I'm not surprised by today's news. He's going to bring in some of his dudes, mm -hmm. and he should. We're in the honeymoon phase. 
where I am a little nervous is you're going to tell him in the interview, just like Dan Snyder has told every single GM candidate, every single coaching candidate for years, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do. I have nothing to do with the roster. You're coming in to run the show. What you hear about in the media, I'm not that involved. And then you get Jay Gruden after he's fired saying he makes yacht picks. And then you get Mike Shanahan telling people long after he's gone that, yeah, he came to my office, he wanted me to do this, he told me to go get Randy Moss, and I, I told him to leave me be. It's one thing when you are courting, when you are trying to land the prize, so to speak, to say all these things you're going to do. Uh, you know, get me a puppy. I, I swear I'm going to take it out on walks. <laughs> I'm going to clean up the mess. They can tell the enemy, we're not going to interfere. We're not going to make any demands. You're going to be Eric Bieniemy running Eric Bieniemy's offense in Washington. That's the one part I have a little trepidation on still is, is that how this is actually going to go? Or did they want Bieniemy because it's an awesome hire to get a guy like him in the building because you just hired a, someone everybody likes because you've got one of the biggest stars in coaching, a bigger name than a lot of head coaches in the league. But in the meantime, Eric, while you're here, you're going to do it my way. And slide this sheet of paper over. These are some of the things I want you to implement. Yeah, when rubber meets the road, what happens? I, I will go to my grave firmly believing that they had a, I don't know, who, who won the argument or who was, you know, who advocated for what. But I believe that Scott Turner was like, yeah, we, we got Carson Wentz. We'll be able to sling it all over the yard. We'll open up the playbook. We'll be able to throw. Look at what we're our design after all the entire offseason. We're, we're, we're uh, you know, shucking and jiving, slinging and throwing, right, down the field to Terry McLaurin, this screen, that screen. We're chucking it. And then it went bad, and then they decided, no, 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 that's your way anymore. It's my way. I wonder what happens when you're ostensibly a rookie, a guy with you know, 19 career attempts, I think it is, in, in professional football. It gets Philadelphia, he turns the ball over three times, two picks and a sack fumble, and you lose you know, 30 to 12 that week and you're not competitive. I wonder what happens that week. Is, is it still Eric Bieniemy autonomy? Or is it the, you know, not the guy that recruited you, but the guy whose butt's on the line as well? And then, it, and then he slides that piece of paper across the desk with three words, and the second two words are the ball, and the first word is run. Week one of this past season, I always believe week one is the best version of what you want to be. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, yeah, you plan it forever. You, you get months of prep. You get weeks to just stare at your script. No one knows what to expect, so you get to run whatever you want to. And theoretically, this isn't always the case, but ideally you're mostly healthy, right? They came out and called 47 pass plays with Carson Wentz who ended up scrambling six times. But they called 47 pass plays for Wentz, and combined, Gibson had 14 carries, Samuel had four, McKissick had three, and Dotson had one. So it was a 47-22 to 22 discrepancy in terms of pass to run. Mm -hmm. Now, Rivera will tell you, and has publicly stated dozens of times, they couldn't be who they wanted to be at the beginning of the year because they don't have Brian Robinson. That's hard for me to believe. Now, I, I know that Brian Robinson's a stud, and they really like him, and uh -huh. he's a battering ram, and he's a thumper, but they had Antonio Gibson still, who was their starter. It, it would be odd to me that just this one running back who's a third-round pick who may or may not be on your team and available because he could get hurt at any moment. Yeah, if the whole operation is contingent on that guy, you didn't build it real well. So I, I say all that to tell you, Danny, that I kind of agree with you, that I think Scott Turner had a vision and a plan. But wait a second, if they were going to spend $28 million on quarterback, and they're going to actually give me this weapon that they made such a priority this offseason. 
well, we're going to use the weapon. We're, we're going to throw the ball around. And they're going to spend a first-round pick on wide receiver to help me. And I got McLaurin. I got Dotson. We got the ninth-highest paid wideout in the league as my number three in Curtis Samuel. Let's do this thing. And I'm sure that was how he thought, but especially when they got off to the bad start. They're losing some games. Rivera goes. And he may be even giving them a chance. Yeah. I said, okay, let's see. But I'm with you. I think eventually there was a come-to-Jesus conversation where he's sitting in his office and Turner has a seat and he goes, not anymore. That's the end of that. Now it's my way. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been right around that Bears game, it by could the have way. Been Bear, it could have been Bears 30 right there, the Thursday night game where they were so lucky to win it. And ran the ball a ton with Brian Robinson back. Uh-huh. What are your hopes for this next offensive staff? What do you want to see out of these hirings? We got multiple assistants, potential hires, interviewing at the facility today, taking tours out in Ashburn. What kind of staff do you want Eric Bieniemy to assemble? Let's ask that question of our listeners next on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. At 800-636-1067, that's 800-636-1067 on Grant and Danny. We are at the St. James. If you're familiar with the facility, when you come in, we're down by the ice hockey rinks, down the steps and off to the right. So please stop through and say hello. You're listening to The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from the St. James, we're Grant and Danny, and you are listening to The Fan. Ryan and I need to get out more. We just did a handshake $5 bet on the high school hockey oh, game. Oh, man. Going on behind us to Matha and Gonzaga. I don't think FanDuel's got odds on this one. So uh, I gave him, just based on watching the pregame warm-ups, the size of the players, I gave him a goal and a half. We got a little lunch bet going. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. First you know shift, I mean? 18 seconds in, <laughs> goal already. Grant is, is uh, Grant's like a pterodactyl hovering over Ryan, just crowing at him. I mean, he, he I, I just, I was sizing everyone up before the game. I'm like, this team is massive. Ryan liked the underdogs. Right now he's already behind a little bit on the scoreboard, I would say. Ice has been very much tilted right now. It has been, but you know what? We got time. I, I believe in the boys. I think we're going to get back into it. 
and we're going to get some wins in here, get some goals. Beltway Blitz today at 4 o'clock. Speaking of hockey, we got Nick Dowd of the Capitals scheduled to join us, and uh, Tarek Al-Bashir on the Caps at 5 o'clock, who lost again last night, could be in some trouble with the trade deadline looming. Before we get to Logan Paulson, 30 minutes from now at the top of the hour to talk Eric Bieniemy, we're discussing what you want to see out of this coaching staff that he's putting together. What kind of staff do you want Bieniemy to assemble Greg Lewis, who is an assistant with the Chiefs, is in the building in Ashburn reportedly today, an up-and-coming offensive assistant who's got a chance to be a coordinator down the road. And Tavita Pritchard, the quarterback's coach at Stanford, is also supposedly in the building who Biennemi is hoping is going to be either his quarterback's coach or some type of passing game coordinator for him. Danny, one of my concerns about the Biennemi hire, I don't have many, I think it was a a no-brainer for Washington, but... He's coming here with the hopes of being a head coach next year. That's right. So let's just say it goes really well. They rank 14th in offense. The enemy shows that he can do his thing without Andy Reid. He's a head coach, fill-in-the-blank team, a calendar year for now. What about Sam Howell's development, right? What about another yeah. offensive coordinator and potentially another scheme? He will have had one in North Carolina, one in his rookie year, now his sophomore year, another one. And then if, if you carry that out with the new OC next year, maybe a fourth in four years, which I hate. You know, that is not an easy thing for a guy like Sam Howe. What I love about the Greg Lewis and Davita Pritchard news, though, is Lewis is a guy who a lot of people say is going to be a coordinator in a year or two. Pritchard, coming from Stanford, is another guy in his 30s who's a young coach who's got a chance maybe to be an OC type. If we get a really young staff with some up-and-comers, which has not been the case in this Rivera building over the last few years, the only guy I really saw as maybe a future coordinator on that side of the ball was Drew Terrell, who's now going to be the passing game coordinator in Arizona. You actually could have some carryover now for Sam Howell. Smart point. You keep the enemy scheme. You keep this offense that he learns this year. You elevate from within with Lewis or Pritchard. And that brings me to my first answer of the question we're asking our listeners on the phones. You can call us now at 800-636-1067. What kind of staff do you want the enemy to assemble? I want a young coaching staff with up-and-coming assistants. And it seems like that's the first collection of guys that he's calling. That Shanahan model, right, where you said so many future head coaches. You didn't know it at the time when they were, you know, 30 in great shape, uh, you know, with various responsibilities around the building. I I think it's actually a really astute point about the continuity for Sam Howe because if everyone gets what they want this year, Eric Piennemi's moving on. Yeah. If everyone – if it all goes right – then we're talking about necessarily a third OC in three years for Sam Howell. And I count right? Carolina as a fourth and four. Yeah, you're right. So we're already, we're already at three. In other words, he three. had no, one you're right. last year. You're this right, is Grant. two and two. Yep. Next year would be three and three. You're right. And I would count Carolina as the fourth. So there you go. So now we're going to say it, it'd be four. And that's not ideal. I mean, for anybody, let alone someone in his spot. Now, the flip side of that, I, I think it's worth mentioning, is if it doesn't, who cares? Right then, it's, it's then it ain't Sam Howell. Then the new regime comes in, and we're drafting somebody anyway. Meaning, you mean if it if it goes badly, if it goes poorly, yeah. If yeah. Sam Howell's not any good. If Bianami can't do it, whatever the whatever part then of Ron the, probably is that out. Ron's gone to, and there's a yeah. whole new staff, exactly, and a new quarterback, maybe even a new owner, and, and everything's going to be wiped clean anyhow. So you don't really care in that case. But if it does go well, that's the downside of it going well. So my answer, I would say, is similar, but I can't stand one element that I think permeates pro football maybe more than anything else. And you see it with commentators. You see it with, with, with great, you know, buddies of ours, guys like Chris Russell, who think it has to be a certain way every week. It has to be this way. This is the way. We have to count the number of runs or count the number of passes. 
I don't care how. I promise you I don't. I think the most effective way generally is to have a great passing game and everything else kind of buoys off that. But be multiple. Whatever is working, make it work. Keep going with that. Effectiveness is all that matters in this league. So you need a certain amount of athletic arrogance, coaching arrogance, you know, to get people to follow you. You need uh, that leadership ability where, you, where whatever you say they trust that if you do X, Y, Z, you'll be successful. But I need people not to be so arrogant that it's got to be their way, right? It has to be Ron Rivera style. We've got to run the ball a certain number of times. We've got to be physical. We've got to do this. Or we've got to throw it X number of times. Or we've got to get these kind of matchups. Be humble enough to be flexible enough. Be malleable. And I think that was one of the hallmarks. Again, I go back to the, to the Shanahan time where they didn't run the things that they'd always run. They came up with something new to, to emphasize the strengths of what they had. I want that. I think, I think being smart enough, humble enough, and sort of willing to compromise or sort of willing to adapt is something that a lot of coaches really you know, don't end up doing because they just go back to what they know when they're in a foxhole. Yeah, so I think that makes a lot of sense, right? Um, for me, it's, it's simple. I'll start with youth. That doesn't mean everyone's got to be 33 years old. You could even be an older person. You could be 55, 65, whatever. If you think of the game in a young, new school way, Uh if you're always trying to get up to date on the new methods and the new ways and vision forward in the NFL, but kind of a youthful exuberance on this staff is what I'm looking for. And to some extent, I do want some young guys so that you can be grooming and developing, just like you do with players, your coordinators, and possibly ultimately your your coaches in this city for years to come. So youth I'll set aside as my first big point. And the question again at 800-636-1067, what do you want to see out of Eric Bieniemy's staff as he tries to fill that staff out with a couple of folks, including Tavita Pritchard from Stanford and Greg Lewis from the Chiefs organization in the building in Ashburn today. I want a diverse staff. Uh, people hear that word and they think I mean you know a bunch of backgrounds and people who look different, and that's great too. I mean, mm-hmm. the more diversity, the better on the staff in that regard. What I actually mean though is ideas. Yep. This speaks to what you're talking about. I got no problem hiring a hat on a hat, run the dang ball guy to sit at the table and argue with my guy who wants to throw it on every single down. I want varied thinkers in the room. I want people who have been a part of ground-and-pound Tennessee Titans-type offenses, and I want people who have been a part of Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy's Kansas City number one passing attack offenses. I want you know Steve Spurrier types, the fun and gun, with you know the Big Ten football, three yards and a cloud of dust types, all sitting at the table together. I want all of those things. Uh, so that kind of diversity is good. But the last thing I'll say is, and it sounds like this is going to happen, I'm looking for a shot in the arm here and an infusion of ideas from outside the building. It doesn't mean get rid of everyone just because they've been bad on offense. But they have been bad on offense, and for that reason, I want as many new, fresh ideas and fresh sets of eyeballs as possible, Danny, added to this equation. I love the idea, not knowing much at all about Greg Lewis's coaching style, I love the idea of Greg Lewis. He's been in Kansas City. I like the idea of Tavita Pritchard. You know what he's been doing? He's been coaching quarterbacks in college. You know what they should be doing with Sam Howe? Coaching him like he's a college player because he basically is. You know what I love about that hire? It means they might actually be making this offense a little more college friendly. Mm. I think that's what good teams in the NFL are doing. Forget college on Saturdays looks like this and the NFL on Sundays should look like this. No. 
Sam Howell played really well at North Carolina as a passer in his penultimate season, and then the following year when all his weapons left, ran all over the place and had seven 100-yard games. I want him running around. I want this to be a college-like offense. You're bringing in a college quarterback's coach who's been a college coordinator? I love that. Hearing that is music to my ears. So he's already doing a lot of the things that I want if they can land Tavita Pritchard here, if they can land Greg Lewis. But I want a young, diverse group, and I want winning programs. I, I want people from outside of this building that come in here. And if Ken Zampese is still here, awesome. Mm-hmm. If Matt Sko is still your O-line coach, great. You don't have to get rid of everyone. But I do want a fresh set of thoughts because what they've had here for a long time has just not been no, good and, and it's not good enough, and, and, and that should scare people in, in that room, in that regard, to be, to be a bit more forward-thinking. So my first answer – um, was basically I want people that are obviously sharp but also humble enough to be able to change. The second thing that I want, I want the information at the table. And here's what I mean. If Warren Sharp, who I love so much, can go, well, they've got the worst expected points added uh, on first down because they run at X number of percentage, I need to make sure that this staff is taking that into account. If they go, because they set up the, you know, the least amount of first down success percentage because of their run percentage, this means we have to change. Ron Rivera bragged openly at a press conference that he looked at a spreadsheet for almost an hour one time when they're talking about getting Carson Wentz. Get out of the room. Who printed the documents? Yeah, who, who even knows? Who, who, who looked at the papers? I mean, how could you possibly have you know, matched the printer to your phone and, or did you have a laptop and, and do it? You, you, you did, installed a printer drive? Congratulations. Get out of the room. Get the sharpest tool in the shed, the analytics gentleman here. Washington has been woeful in this regard. The smallest, least committed to uh, analytics department in the entire sport. They are dinosaurs. Get out of that age. Get into the modern age. So you're looking for an analytics-heavy staff. Not necessarily, Which, by not the necessarily way, heavy. I, just, well, I, I want heavy. At I least, guess I put that at, word At in least there. representation in the room. Well, that'd be nice. You know what I mean? Like someone to be able to say, hey, when you guys do this, here's the tendency. We're screwing ourselves, and we've been doing it for years. That's why our offense is terrible. Enjoy the meeting. I like my analytics departments like I like my pasta. The Bount- heavier, the better. Bountiful. <laughs> How about it? 800-636-1067 is the number. We'll get to your thoughts on this next on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. That's 800-636-1067. What are you hoping to see from Bienemy's staff? They are putting it together as we speak. Greg Lewis, who's been a Chiefs wide receivers and running backs coach, is in the building today in Ashburn. Tavita Pritchard, quarterbacks coach at Stanford, is stopping through as well. You're listening to Grant and Danny from the St. James on 106.7 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Logan Paulson joins the show in 15 minutes at the top of the hour. Grant and Danny welcoming you back on the fan. Did you watch any more of the Netflix PGA show last night? I did night? not last night. So the, the wife has expressed interest, so I, know, I can no longer go forward. I cannot be a show cheater, GP. So I watched the Caps, uh, then I don't even remember what I did. I'm leaving you in the dust then. I know. you're probably. Uh, I'm through four episodes Oh, now. it's like four to one. You're killing me. Uh, you got to catch up. Now, I did today try to convince my wife to start watching it. I don't think they build on one another so far. It doesn't seem like... Yeah, they're almost it, independent, it seems like. It seems like they're focusing on a different golfer each time or something. So, I, I, I don't know. You could probably just keep watching and your wife can jump in when she wants to. That's kind of what we're going to plan on now, trying. Now, I tried to sell that, and she considers that show cheating. Mm. I think she'd rather me like cheat in real life than, than show cheat on her at this point. Like, that's, that's the cardinal sin right now in the Hooray house. Let's go to the phones. What do you want to see out of Eric Bieniemy's offensive staff? He is the coordinator. He's bringing in some assistants. They're interviewing a couple of names at the facility today who are up-and-comers, young guys, college and pro level. Bill's in Lorton online, too, on Grant and Danny. What's up, Bill? How are you? Hey, GP. It's funny, Danny. What do you say, bud? What's up, pal? I'm like you, uh, Grant. I want to see some young Fresh coaches come in here, uh, like Sean McVay and Kevin O'Connell and those kind guys, because we got a young team and young coaches. They're going to bring fresh ideas. Because our, 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 uh, we had a red zone offense that was terrible. Third down efficiency, terrible. These young guys going to come in here, and I believe they're going to be very creative and innovative. And uh, how many times did we throw to the tight ends in the back of the end zone? Not very much. Well, I could have just stopped you at how many times did we throw to the tight ends. Ones of times. <laughs> I mean, it seems it, like, yeah. I am of the belief that they probably need to go upgrade at that position because they got so little production last year. But I am willing to admit that that might have been as much about usage as the actual players on the team. Uh, and I do hope, by the way, that with enemy coming from Kansas City where – Travis Kelsey is kind of the guy their offense goes through, that they will find the tight end position again in Washington, D.C. Because, you know, it's been a couple of years since Logan Thomas was at the top of his game as a big-time playmaker for this club pre-injury. But one of the best things you can do for a young quarterback like Sam Howell is have a tight end who can make some plays. So if they feel like they got that guy on the roster, Cole Turner developing or Rodgers taking a step forward, great. But in the meantime you got to go get someone if you don't have that guy on the roster because you can't have a quarterback kind of getting his feet wet in this league without the safety valve of the tight end position being a benefit. Let's go to James in D.C. He wants to talk about the enemy staff. What's up, James? Hey, Jimmy, Shane from D.C. Hey, y'all oh, Shane, what's Shane, up, bro? what's up, buddy? Good hey, to talk dude. to hey, you. How are you? Look, man, I want the uh, great show always, great topic. Hey, I want a young, energetic coach. I want football coaches, gentlemen. I want guys that can coach multiple positions, guys that get in their face. And most important, when Ron comes in there, shut the door and tell them to kiss through no what because they're coaching 
and not yes men. I don't need a yes man coach. I need these young, energetic coaches. Get in their face, get in Dron's face, and don't say yes all the time. Be that no man for once in this organization. That's what we need. Last year, you, 25th in the red zone, 31st in goal to go. The year before that, 26th in the red zone, 26th in goal to go. I also, Danny, want some of that red zone creativity they had in Kansas City. And that's one of the reasons why the more of yeah. the assistance from the Chiefs, the better. That's got to be a big part of the interview process, I think, is, hey, what are your philosophies when we get down near the paint? Let's go to Matt and Ashburn. Hey, Matt, how are you? Hey, guys, just a, 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 a dissenting voice. Going young for the sake of going young could be a problem. Coach Biennemi is probably one of the strongest personalities in the game, and if he's going to have young guys who haven't really proven themselves, are they going to have the the wherewithal to the you know, admin, yeah. throw up something dissenting? And then Coach Pritchard, I think you said he um, was offensive coordinator. He oversaw Stanford, who is in a deep decline. Maybe it's Coach Shaw, maybe it's recruiting, but – Nothing imaginative come out of Stanford for 10 years for sure. And so, you know, you've got to look at guys on, on their own merit and, and not just necessarily get a bunch of guys who are, you know, young and hungry. they gotta, they got to bring something to the table. No, I think that's, that's, a, that's a fair qualifier, right? You, you, I'm not just hiring someone because they're 32. And, and Grant, I think, added some, some extra color to that. Basically, you could be young in terms of ideas. You could be innovative. But I, I want that youthful energy, right? Like if the choice is between 54-year-old grinder journeyman on team number eight who's only called plays for you know, half a season on an interim basis or you know, wonderkin, whiz kid, uh, you know, the guy that still looks good in a suit who's, who's 31, 32, I'll take the young up-and-comer uh, over the sort of the grizzled veteran here at this stage. Not just because they're young, but sort of because they fit this mold. He coached Davis Mills, who had a, you know, a, already been a starter and has outkicked his coverage of kind of where he got drafted. Grant and Danny with you on the fan next. Logan Paulson stops by. He's been studying Eric Bieniemy's offense. We'll find out from him how it's going to fit with some of what Rivera likes to do next right here on GND, live on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 